0: Kia and welcome to this episode of the Amateur Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. With me today is my returning guest, Emma, who is coming out of the closet as Dr. Emma Dunning. She is a medical doctor.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And today we're going to be discussing Letter 28 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. and Emma is going to read it for us.
1: Mrs. Johnson to Lady Susan, Edward Street, my dearest friend, I write in the greatest distress, the most unfortunate event has just taken place, Mr. Johnson has hit on the most effectual manner of plaguing us all, he had heard, I imagine, by some means or other, that you were soon to be in London, and immediately contrived to have such an attack of the gout as must at least delay his journey to Bath, if not wholly prevent it. I am persuaded the gout is brought on or kept off at pleasure. It was the same when I wanted to join the Hamiltons to the lakes. And three years ago, when I had a fancy for Bath, nothing could induce him to have a gouty symptom. I have received yours and have engaged the lodgings in consequence. I am pleased to find that my letter had so much effect on you and that de Courcy is certainly your own. Let me hear from you as soon as you arrive and in particular tell me what you mean to do with mannering. It is impossible to say when I shall be able to come to you. My confinement must be great. It is such an abominable trick to be ill here instead of at Bath that I can scarcely command myself at all. At Bath his old aunts would have nursed him, but here it falls upon me, and he bears pain with such patience that I have not the common excuse for losing my temper.
0: Yours ever, Alicia. Beautiful. I think you really got her panic and annoyance. Well, I've come out of the closet as a doctor because of the gout. I love this letter. It is
1: my absolute favourite. I love the idea that Mr Johnson brings on his gout at his pleasure to inconvenience his wife, (laughs) which he actually could do if anyone at this time knew how gout was caused, although I think they had a pretty good handle on the idea that alcohol could cause it. So I guess Mr Johnson could, in fact, drink lots and lots of port the night before he wanted to inconvenience his wife. I just assumed he'd be
0: faking it,
1: but yes. Well, no, you can see gals. Oh, can you?
0: You can. It's red and swollen, usually in a, a big toe. It's not the only instance in an Austen novel of someone conveniently getting sick to annoy somebody else. And Emma Mrs. Churchill is suspected of getting sick whenever she wants to keep Frank Churchill on a short leash.
1: Well, then she dies.
0: So should we believe that she was faking it the whole time or should we believe that potentially someone got sick of her and just killed her?
1: Well, hypochondriacs actually do get sick too.
0: I think part of the problem is they didn't have the same medical practices as we do now. So chronic illnesses and people with compromised immune systems would get sick all the time. These days it's still hard when someone's sick all the time to give sympathy to them because you want them to get better but that's not how their body works.
1: Yeah and particularly illnesses that you can't
0: see. Mm.
1: So a little different for Mr Johnson and his gout but I know that Jane Austen's own illness, a chronic relapsing illness, at least initially not visible, just extreme intermittent
0: tiredness. This is Addison's? Mm. Because it's the coloured patches on her face that she refers to in letters that has made doctors suspect that it's Addison's, yes, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. That's a very unusual symptom. Because I have read other suggestions of her illness being arsenic poison and lymphoma, and that she actually died from an overdose induced by the doctor. So whether that was intentional or not, I do not know.
1: Yeah, I'm with the Addison's disease crowd. There are a few other things that can cause pigmentation of your face. It's called chloasma. Pregnancy can cause it. Probably thinking not pregnant. Very unlikely to Seems, be pregnant.
0: Seems unlikely. You can get chloasma from other things, but just the intermittent nature of her illness. Because, yes, yeah, she kept thinking she was getting better, mm. and then she'd go downhill again.
1: Yeah, so that's quite a classic thing for Addison's disease. If you catch another illness, you're because it's a lack of steroids not normally your own body's steroids when you're ill they help you respond to stresses physiological stressors and if you don't have that response then you get sicker so that's why it's intermittent like that
0: could gout be something that is influenced by emotional things no no so that's not one of the ones because i know some illnesses if you're having particular emotional fluctuations, like mm. it can cause flare-ups. Or... Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of illnesses that are one of the the triggers for a flare-up can be emotional, but gout, it's too much uric acid in your blood. So that's often familial. So it'll run in your family that you are a, a family that retains more uric acid in your bloodstream rather than peeing it out like other people do. And that's and, where
0: the term urine comes from? Is mm, it the uric
1: acid? Mm. So if you happen to eat... A large amount of uric acid. If the uric acid in your bloodstream, the levels go up so concentrated that it precipitates crystals, and the crystals, the uric acid crystals, precipitate in your joints. And that's what gout is. The crystal is like having ground glass in your joints, and that's why it is red and swollen and incredibly painful and makes you very grumpy, which is why Alicia comments, he bears pain with such patients that I have not the common excuse for losing my temper. I. If he were a bad patient, she could lose her temper with him and blame it on him for being a bad patient. But he's such a good patient that she's got no reason to
0: blame her bad
1: temper on him.
0: Which is an interesting choice considering she seems to refer to Mr. Johnson as being a bit of a grumpy sod normally, but when he's sick and in pain, he's still really nice, which makes me think that maybe the rest of the time he's not necessarily grumpy he just doesn't like the things that she likes like maybe it's an age gap thing he is older than her so he's not as fun so she just sees him as grumpy when he's not really
1: or possibly as with lady susan she just wants him to do what she wants and comply Mm. with her wishes and when he doesn't that must mean that he's grumpy oh dear
0: (laughs) in persuasion admiral croft goes to bath to take the waters for his gout yeah sadly that's not going to work the way to
1: avoid gout in the regency would be dietary management so you would need to avoid eating foods high in uric acid so that is awful (laughs) so meats but particularly livers and kidneys and alcohol particularly beer For some people, tomatoes, canned meat, which wouldn't have been a problem for those regency types. Pickled herrings, don't imagine they were, well, maybe they weren't pickled herrings, more of a Scandinavian problem.
0: So being a non-alcohol drinking vegetarian, I am not very likely to produce gout?
1: Not very likely, but it depends on your inheritance. If you happen to have... It is in my family. Yeah, well, you, you, your best thing to do is to avoid high levels of uric acid in your diet, but you can still make uric acid from other protein sources. So uh, you still could get gout. Nowadays, we have a pill that makes you pee out the uric acid. Oh, so That's fantastic. Yeah, you'd be pleased to hear that you... Will not be laid up like Mr Johnson at home, being incredibly patient with pain. With glass in my joints. (laughs) You can take some delightful painkillers that weren't around at this time and a preventer. It will stop you inconveniencing your wife.
0: Although, on the other hand, what a great excuse to drink all the (laughs) laudanum!
1: I feel like he's not a laudanum kind of guy, this Mr
0: Johnson. He's a pretty upright kind of character. Wow, how unfortunate. I watched a show that had been put up on YouTube called I think it's the Super Sizes, and they spend a week eating Regency food and wearing Regency clothes and stuff. The My food mouth just dropped open. They're gonna be they're gonna be drinking beer for breakfast. The food was so bad, like every meal I'm like, Well I suppose I could drink the alcohol but I don't drink alcohol. Oh that's problematic. But yeah, the guy got tests beforehand and his uric acid was relatively high and I think it was a genetic thing and then yes it definitely bumped up after his regency week oh the stuff they were eating was really gross they had two types of cheeses a stilton with maggots and a cheddar with cheese mites my eyes were popping out of my head
1: for the record (laughs) there it's very gross
0: but yeah we eat very differently now we have a much broader range of food available to us and there's a lot more emphasis on fruit and vegetables than there was during that time period yeah transport will have made a big difference you can imagine if you were living in
1: london your fruit and vegetable options would have been less because of transporting them into london while they were still fresh i imagine if you were living in the country you'd have your own garden you probably have very big gardens to support an entire estate but if you were were rich, I imagine you'd have your succession houses with your pineapples. But for everyone else, it would be quite a narrow growing season. You probably
0: would have a very narrow variety of vegetables yeah. grown in England. Even potatoes were relatively new during this period, having come over from Ireland. They weren't uh, something that every English person was eating. I think they had turnips. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Black Hatter does a whole thing about turnips.
1: Black isn't a deeply reliable historical source.
0: Turnips that are shaped like thingies. How did we get from gout to turnips that are shaped like thingies? I blame you. So we know that Mr Johnson is not faking because you can actually see the disease. And we know that he would normally go to the bath because when you're sick, you go to the bath. Because that's like the medical... How you taste the waters,
1: and it is actually proven that the more disgusting a cure tastes, the more likely it is to work. That still works, actually. Medication given by injection far more effective than tablets. Because I'm just yeah. kind of making that up, to be honest. But there is an effect actually, and you notice this with alternative practitioners as well. That sometimes the more unpleasant the procedure, the more enthusiastic people are about it and the more they're willing to pay. But does
0: it, how is it a psychological, I've gone through all of this, therefore it must be worth it, therefore I'm going to make it, I'm going to will it to work? Yes. yes. Like a placebo. Yes.
1: The fashion aspect of it, like a fad diet, this drinking waters at Bath, everyone's doing it. If you're eating kale or the new coenzyme Q or whatever the in-supplement is of the, the supplement du jour that the celebrity is pushing, I imagine taking the waters at Bath was like that,
0: but for a good 50 years. I think the social aspect also helped because, as she was saying, when I wanted to go, three years ago nothing could induce him to have a gouty symptom because she lives in London, which is the height of the social arena, but then secondary to that is Bath, and maybe she wanted a little bit of a change.
1: No, she wanted to go to the lakes. She wanted him to go to <gasps> Oh, I misread that. I wonder if she's talking about Emma Hamilton. She was
0: frightfully naughty. Is it the right time period? You've got to remember it's like um, the
1: 1790s. Must check
0: Wikipedia. <laughs> because she was a well-known courtesan who became married to Nelson? Was she, was, she was Nelson's
1: mistress, but she was married off for the sake of optics to Mr. Slash Lord Hamilton. I've got notes in the back of mine.
0: What does it say? Exactly
1: the right? notes say, Lakes. See note 185. That's helpful. The note says, look at another
0: note. They're probably referring to the same lakes that Lizzie Bennett wanted to visit. It'll be the the lakes district, lakes, one would think. Yeah. It's interesting also her wording. He it set on the most effectual manner of plaguing us all. She uses the word plagued and she's talking about his illness. But he's the one that's sick. But apparently he's inflicting this on her. If that ain't a victim mentality.
1: She has a lot in common with her friend, Lady Susan.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think we kind of have to assume they're really similar people. Why they understand each other so well. Yeah. I think there's a missing letter between Lady Susan and Mrs. Johnson because she says, I'm pleased to find that my letter had so much effect on you and that de Courcy is certainly your own. She's not referring to letter twenty-six. Well, that's, again, the letter to Mrs. Johnson, the letter from Mrs. Johnson. So we're missing a letter from Lady Susan in between. Oh, I see what you mean, yes. Because letter 26, Mrs. Johnson said, it would surely be much more to the purpose to get yourself well established by marrying Mr. de Courcy.
1: So Lady Susan must have written back and said, oh yes, now we're engaged.
0: Yeah, he is certainly your own. That to me means they are engaged, but it's not stated I think it's interesting that that letter is missed out, that we don't hear from Lady Susan saying, here's how I got him to propose.
1: Oh, and also she has
0: confirmed the lodgings. Mrs Johnson runs round after Lady Susan. I'll talk to Mannering for you. I'll talk to Sue James for you. I'll engage lodgings for you. Although I imagine to a certain extent, when you did have friends in London, this was something that they did for you. They would go to the shops for you because... There were shops in London. There might be one store in your little town or village. They could buy you things and send them to you, and it would be much easier to have someone to go and investigate lodgings for you and procure them rather than try and get something by letter when you can't see it yourself. Mm. She wants to know what Lady Susan's plans are for mannering. I think that's the first time he's mentioned in this letter. Yeah. What do you mean to do with mannering? Because presumably... He's not going to be happy that she's engaged to Reggie. He's been jealous about their relationship already.
1: So Alicia just wants to know what the plan is so she can back Lady Susan up in whatever lie she's planning to tell Manor.
0: I think so. That is our discussion of Letter 28 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. All of the links to my socials and Emma's socials will be in the notes. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me. But if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!